Hello, Hawks fans, and welcome to another episode of the KettleCast with your host, Forrest Willoughby. On this episode of the cast, we'll be talking about the Hawks' 108-110 loss to the Sacramento Kings. After a back-and-forth game, the Hawks are unable to pull this one out at the end, despite a huge performance by Trey Young in the second half and a huge performance from Clint Capella overall. Without further ado, let's get into it. A loss that comes at the end, just a real tough finish to this game and one where the Hawks looked like they'd snapped this little uh, slide before making it a losing streak. But uh, De'Aaron Fox had an awesome game for the Kings and the Hawks just couldn't get enough, uh, enough stops at the end of the game to get this win in Sacramento. Uh, at the start of the game, it looked like the Kings were ready to go, although the Hawks played really well. And um, it was a high-scoring game, but a really just not – not fun to watch game um this would be really exemplified in the hawks only having 17 assists in the game that's a really low number for the hawks but after one quarter the hawks found themselves down 27 to 29 and after two the two teams were tied going into the second half and uh really this was a back and forth game there were of course a couple runs by both teams but overall these teams just really traded baskets and the kings were really carried by their uh, just awesome point guard, De'Aaron Fox. De'Aaron could not be stopped by any Hawk. Uh, he was able to get kind of all of the best defenders of the Hawk. Uh, Hawks. DeAndre Hunter had a couple opportunities to guard him. Kevin Herter had some chances guarding him. Trey guarded him. And no one could really get any stops. Fox finished the game 13 of 20 from the field, uh, 3 of 4 from the three-point line, and 8 of 9 on free throws for 37 points. Um, it was funny in the third quarter, uh, especially – and fourth quarters, uh, DeAndre Hunter was the main person trying to guard De'Aaron Fox, and De'Aaron Fox was able to kind of speed Hunter up, get around him, and kept getting the same foul call, even though he was behind the basket and tossing up a quote-unquote shot. He was still get able to draw fouls to get to the free-throw line and really powered his team to this win. Um, he also had two rebounds, three assists, and two steals, but his scoring just really kept the Kings in it. He scored 15 points in the first quarter, and uh, there just really was no stopping him on the Hawks' side of the ball. For the Hawks, they really controlled the paint, um, and they outscored the Kings 58-44 there, and they beat the Kings in second chance points, 19-17. to um, But it was, you know, on rebounding, actually both teams had 42 rebounds, and the Hawks had 11 offensive rebounds while the Kings had 12. And a big factor for the Kings is while Clint Capella had a massive game, another double-double from the man from Switzerland uh, with 25 points and 17 rebounds, um, Hassan Whiteside came into the game, and he did not play in the game the Kings played in Atlanta against the Hawks. But he came in, he was 4 of 8 from the field, but he had 12 rebounds, 4 of those offensive, and I thought he did a nice job on the offensive glass for the Kings to help keep them in it. Um, Clint Capella and John Collins really did a nice job in this first half of keeping the Hawks in the game. Um, Capella, again, had 25 points and 17 rebounds. John Collins ended the game with 10 points. He had all 10 of his points in the first half. He had eight rebounds, a steal, and no fouls. So after kind of getting on to him last game about, you know, if he's going to foul so much, he's not going to be able to be in the game. He didn't foul. He was able to play 32 minutes. But the Hawks just couldn't get him the ball at the end of the game, and I thought that was an advantage that the Hawks had that they didn't didn't use 
and didn't take advantage of at the end of the game that might have been able to put them over the top. But going into the fourth quarter, the Hawks were able to take a, a deficit. They were outscored 17-28 to 28 in that third quarter, so they're down 11, and they kind of immediately ran that off and were able to uh, get this to a back-and-forth game. And, in fact, uh, Bogdan Bogdanovich, who was making his return to Sacramento, he came from the Kings when he signed with the Hawks, and this was his first trip back there. He was playing lights out. He had a monster game, 7-11 from the field, hit four three-pointers, had 20 points, four rebounds and assists. He had a big three right in front of the Kings bench that put the Hawks up for the first time in a long time um, to put the Hawks up one in the fourth quarter. And from that point on, it was back and forth. The Kings were able to have a couple stretches where they stretched the lead four or six points, but the Hawks always had an answer. And um, it wasn't a lot of like great defense or anything, but it was a lot of a good offense, mostly De'Aaron Fox and Trey Young going back and forth. To start this game, Trey Young didn't have his floater going in the first quarter, but about halfway through the second quarter, Trey hit a floater, and then from that point on, he was lights out. In the second half, Trey Young had 21 points, four assists, and that was um, after only scoring eight points in that first half. Trey just was getting anywhere he wanted. He really found, was really attacking the paint. He was part of those that 58 points that the Hawks had in the paint that really kept this game close. The Hawks' three-point shots weren't falling. The Hawks were 7 of 25 from three, and that's getting good looks. But guys that normally hit them, whether it was DeAndre Hunter, Danilo Gallinari, who was a question mark if he was going to play and ultimately played, but was uh, noticeably not himself. Uh, Danilo was 0 of 3 from three-point land, um, but the Hawks just couldn't get any threes to fall. Even Trey Young was just 1 of 7. His three-pointer, though, came, of course, at a very important time with under a minute to go. The Hawks were down three. Trey, with his feet on the edge of the Kings logo, drains a three to tie the game. And uh, down the stretch, you know, that, that put the pressure on the Kings to score, and the Kings came down. Um, Tyrese Halliburton kind of drove right at Trey Young into uh, Clint Capella, but Trey Young fouled Halliburton, and uh, Halliburton knocked down those two um two free throws and ultimately what would decide the game at 110 to 108 the Hawks had two opportunities to tie slash move ahead in the first one Trey sort of lost his dribble got all the way into the paint and then just left a, a shot short and then in the final possession they the Hawks uh Nate McMillan called a timeout they were able to run a play and De'Aaron Fox did an awesome job of getting back into the play after Trey had beaten him and knocked the ball out of bounds. And then with one second left, the Hawks got the ball into Danilo Gallinari, and he wasn't able, even able to get a shot off, uh, much less make it. Um, and the Kings got the win. It was just a tough game. Again, I go back to those 17 assists, and this was just a game I thought the Hawks did a lot of uh, looking for mismatches and just ISOing on those mismatches. And often that would be either Danilo Gallinari um, or DeAndre Hunter or even John Collins a few times in the first half. But getting that bigger player the ball when a smaller Kings defender was on him and letting the player work. And it just doesn't really go to the strength of the Hawks to do that sort of offense. When Danilo Gallinari is working, that is exactly what you want to do. But he he did not look like 100%. He was wearing a wrap on his leg that he got bumped in the last game. And um, Hunter, of course, is just coming back. But uh, it, that, that offense where it's just, you know, clear out a whole side of the court and let that player go to work, 
um, I'm just not really a fan of. And uh, the Hawks did a nice job. They scored 30 points in the second quarter and 34 points in the uh, fourth. But I thought a lot of that came when the Hawks started moving the ball, getting going in transition. There's a lot of times where the Hawks just kind of take their time bringing the ball up the court and then don't really get into their set until 14 seconds. They uh, play at a really slow pace. Uh, that's been effective. Of course, they had that great win streak. But um, when the Hawks are having really tough time scoring, I don't like seeing them just pass the ball around the perimeter and maybe get a one entry pass instead of having some of their dynamic ball handlers, even Kevin Herter, uh, dribble into the paint and get to his mid-range shot. Kevin Herter started the game with a nice drive into the paint where he elevated and hit his little shot that has become a big weapon for him. And I, it didn't feel like we saw that shot ever again the rest of the uh, the rest of the game. Kevin Herter really was frustrating to me for the whole game because he had he had a fine line. He was four of nine from the field, two of four on his three pointers for ten points and one assist. But I would just like him to be so much more aggressive. He uh, I think is thinking a few a little too much on the court or just not making a decision quick enough. Um, but there's a few times where I would just like him to catch and shoot. Let it, you know, he is too good of a shooter to be worrying about a, a jab step or uh, just ferrying the ball along on the perimeter. Take that shot if you got it. Hunt hunt those open shots. But uh, for the rest of the starters, we've t- talked about Trey, um, Kevin Herter, Capella. Tony Snell rounds out the uh, starters, and he was 0 of 1. His only shot was a three-pointer. He had two rebounds and one assist. And that's all we got. Like I said, the Hawks bench did outscore the Kings bench. The Kings were heavily carried by their starting unit. But the Hawks got good performances from Bogdan Bogdanovich, who dropped 20 off the bench. Gallo was able to drop 12 even on an injured leg. Um, And then DeAndre Hunter uh, had two points um, and four rebounds and an assist. He did have five fouls and a block, but he was – the, the Hawks were plus eight when DeAndre Hunter was on the court. And at this point, he played 26 minutes. Um, that's up from the 20 minutes he played in the first game. At this point, I'm ready for DeAndre just to be in the starting lineup again. He's too good to be coming off the bench. I think he probably flows better with those starters, and I'd be happy to see DeAndre Hunter back with that starting unit. Um, it was, again, the second unit, especially Bogdan Bogdanovich. He got going early. He got into that little pain area and got his shot going from there and then was able to hit his threes. Uh, I think you could tell he was happy to be back or was having a lot of fun going against his former teammates. It seemed like after every uh, made Bogdanovich basket, he was looking at a, a former teammate, a Kings player, and smiling and talking some trash or something. He had an awesome steal that he took all the way to the basket and, uh, again, a few three-pointers right in front of the Kings be- bench where he was able to look back and kind of give it to his old team. Um, for the Kings, again, they were led by De'Aaron Fox with his 37 points and three assists. Halliburton, after having a tough game in Atlanta, was 6 of 12 from the field, 2 of 4 on three-pointers, had 17 points, 5 rebounds, 7 assists, looked really good out there, was a great ball handler for the Kings, and uh, was doing a good job of attacking the paint. I thought one thing that the uh, Kings did a nice job of taking advantage of us was their pick and roll. They were able to use that pick and roll with whichever ball handler and Rashad Holmes or a white side, uh, get that defender on their back, and then really put Clint Capella in a tough position trying to either uh, guard the shot or stop the pass to the big. And um, the Kings used that play over and over again to get easy looks right at the basket. Um, 
Rashad Holmes had a nice game. He was 7 of 12. He did take a three-pointer, which he missed um, for 16 points, eight rebounds, and two blocks. Buddy Heald had a really weird game. There was He made four of 13 threes. He airballed a three. Some of his three-pointers looked awful, but he finished the night with 14 points, three rebounds, and three assists. Three rebounds and three re- assists. And then, like I said, Whiteside came in and it was some nice uh, minutes off the bench for the Kings. Um, but it was really, you know, decided by how aggressive De'Aaron Fox was. I thought him and uh, Halliburton did a good job for uh, the front court of the Kings to kind of use their size as a weapon against the Hawks, especially Trey Young. Um, you could tell on defense the Hawks were really trying to get Trey Young away from um, De'Aaron Fox and uh, really try to protect protect Trey on the defensive end. And it, it is fun to see the Hawks scramble. They've gotten a lot better at it. You can see them talking a ton. It is fun in some of these games without fans to hear the players talk. To get to to get back to that point, I thought whatever the Kings were doing for fake uh, he, fake fan noise or whatever was terrible. Um, it was it was like a little bit too loud and just did not really feel uh, organic at all or whatever. And it could have just been because the Hawks were down most of the game. And so it was frustrating to watch, but the noise was just not, did not sound organic or like a real game. And um, again, was just a little bit loud and I thought took away a little bit from the viewing experience, but um, the Kings came out and they took care of business at home and that sends Hawks, the Hawks to one and three on this road trip so far. And um, after getting that win on the Lakers, it was, you know, maybe the Hawks can get, get greedy and, you know, go for, uh, you know, maybe getting five or six wins on this road trip. And now they need to really dig deep and, and just try to get the next game. You know, um, the Hawks now play the Golden State Warriors on Friday. The Warriors will be without Steph Curry, um, and that should be a favorable matchup for the Hawks. Uh, but just a brutal loss. It was really rough to see the Hawks not get a good shot off at the end of the game. They kind of brought it all the way back. And, um, you know, the Hawks, when they win games, they're usually scoring about 120 points. And so when they only score 108 points, it's going to be tough for the Hawks to win, as even as good as defense they've been playing lately. But, um, you know, I, I think that the uh, Kings came out and they just really did a really good job of featuring De'Aaron Fox. Um, and then they just made shots. I thought the biggest thing for the Hawks – the biggest difference in the game was just the three-point shooting. The Hawks were 7 of 25, and the Sacramento was 10 of 30. Um, those three extra threes were huge, and it, I did not feel particularly that the quality of three-pointers was different on either side. In fact, I thought the Kings had some open threes that they just uh, missed, frankly. Buddy Heald was not shooting it as well as he normally does, but a uh, brutal loss. Um, the Hawks, again, moved to 1 and 2 on this road trip. They moved to 2. 22 on 22 on the year back to 500 and their next game is on friday against the golden state warriors and we will be back to cover that game next time go hawks thank you for catching this episode of the kettle cast you can reach me at kettlecast at gmail.com go hawks